But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, something that I just <laughs> A little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's right, Brett Walsh. Welcome back, boys and girls, to the 9 by 9 the 81 square meters of the best volleyball coverage on the internet. It is Monday, July 10th. This is episode 77. My name is Rob St. Clair, live from Chicago. That is Everett DeLorme, live from Toronto. Everett, it is over. It is playoff time. The men's VNL preliminary round is done. There are 16 teams left on the men's and the women's side combined to play for the VNL finals. Here's the bracket. Let's jump into it. The number one United States will take on the number eight team, France. Number two, Japan takes on number seven, Slovenia. Number three, Poland takes on number six, Brazil. And number four, Argentina takes on number five, Italy. Serbia and the Netherlands barely miss the playoffs. Pretty crazy. It it literally came down to the wire. It, it came yeah. down to last to, to, to yesterday's game. France needed a win. Luckily, they were playing Germany. Uh, they got they got the job done. They snuck it in. That first place um, race also came down to the wire with the USA's win last night over Bulgaria. So, congrats first and foremost to United United States of America, Rob. They Thank were you. outstanding throughout this this uh, preliminary round. Nine three dongs. Nine three dongs. Their set ratio was in, in, exceedingly better than anyone else. In fact, if we were going by points, the USA would have been first without even having played that last game, right? Because that, <laughs> that's how that's how efficient they were throughout pool play. That is um, a lot of three dongs. Yeah, we we talked about it a little bit in Ottawa about how how good the USA looked, and hands down they look like the the best team. I mean. You got to expect it when they're they're bringing back their entire roster. This is a roster that's been together for so long, but still, USA looks very very good right now, uh, and continue to do so in this throughout this last week in Anaheim. Yeah, it was a very impressive week for the United States. We can quickly take a look at who did what in week three before we kind of talk about the standings of the whole preliminary round and go sort of team by team and talk about you know who's doing what, who looks good. Um, so three four and O teams this week. Italy and Poland, not particularly surprising. They go to the Philippines, and they were the two best teams there pretty clearly. But Argentina, Argentina with a 4-0 week in Anaheim, including an unbelievable match versus the U.S., which we'll certainly talk about. Um, if, you, if, if I have to say, Rob, there's one. if there's one team that's impressed me the most throughout this VNL, it's been Argentina. I agree. Like we, got, we got to see them in person in Ottawa. They are absolutely they're, – they're a really good team. Um, I talked about it last show about how it pisses me off a little bit, but I also <laughs> love I love watching this team play. They're so skilled. They're so young, too. They've got some of the best young talents in the game in Argentina. Man, we're going to talk about it later, but Argentina, Italy, holy spicy. Spice. That. Spicy. So uh, France goes three and one. They did get three dong by the United States, uh, which it turns out will be a quarterfinal matchup. But France going three and one, including a head-to-head win over Serbia, one of their main challengers for that eighth spot france does get into the playoffs brazil germany japan serbia and slovenia all go two and two a much better week for germany not that it mattered for them uh and yeah serbia two and two not quite good enough to get to the playoffs bulgaria canada cuba and the netherlands all go one and three uh which made that relegation race pretty crazy iran goes zero and four despite three of those losses being in five 
and China goes 0-4. And, and Everett, we might as well just talk about it. Thanks for participating to the Chinese. They have been relegated. They will try to stay in the VNL by way of the Challenger Cup. The relegation race is over. Uh, and it was it was a tight one. It was oh, a tight one. Buddy, it gave me some frights. I mean, at different points, there were different teams sitting there. You know, we had Bulgaria, um, obviously losing to Canada, but then they picked things that back up against. They, well, they lost to Canada and Germany, and then they beat Iran. Iran was really the the wrench that kind of switched everything. They were without a mean. They were losing left, right, and center. Right, like even even like they had a, they had a, a a role to play in last night's game against Cuba because if they were able to three dong Cuba, just due to set ratio, Cuba would have been relegated. Uh, so it really really came down to the wire for for relegation here. But so long China. Um, I mean, what can I say? You're the only team in the in the tournament to not get a three dong. So by virtue of that, you are eliminated. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for participating. Good luck in the Challenger Cup. Um, let's take a look at the standings kind of from top to bottom. The eight playoff teams, and we already talked about the United States. There's not that much to say. We look really good. Really, we look good. really, really good. Uh, the only two losses, there's that one to Brazil in Ottawa when we kind of rolled out the bench. And then there's the five-setter to Argentina on Friday night. Other than that, uh, I, I agree, and it's not just because I'm American, that I think we look like the best team in the world right now. Yeah, you you absolutely absolutely do, and it's going to be interesting, Rob. United States haven't won F I B tournament since 2015 yep. at the World Cup, That's 2014 right. since the World League. So, is it time now for the USA to finally win its first F I V B in what, like eight nine years? I hope so. Uh, I really hope so. That it, that's kind of what I've been talking about for the men for a couple of years now. That the, sure we've been good, we've we've won good matches, we've performed well in big tournaments. We haven't won one exactly like you said since 2015. So maybe this could be the time. But to be honest, I was I was rooting hard yesterday for Germany to beat France because if Germany had beaten France, France would have missed the playoffs and Serbia would have been the eighth seed. And I I, I would have felt way better about Serbia as the eighth seed than France as the eighth seed, even though we just beat them. So, like, it's not going to be easy for the U.S. I mean, stupid France, like, sandbag the entire tournament. They barely make their way into the playoffs. And, I mean, they won VNL last year. Obviously, they're extremely scary, and they give us as, as difficult of a 1-8 matchup as we possibly could have asked for. But if we the get most difficult. the most difficult, but and if we get past that, then we'll get the winner of Argentina and Italy, which is also impossible. So... Uh, our, our bracket road will not be easy by any means, but the level of volleyball that we're playing right now, it is very, very possible for us to win this VNL. And I would love it. It would be about time. Absolutely. I mean, I think that once you get to the playoffs in the VNL, anything can happen, right? We saw it last year with Serbia oh, yeah. on the women's side. Truly, like, once you get into these top eight teams, almost like anyone can beat anyone. Um, and there is a lot of spiciness going around, like, especially Italy in that fifth spot now that they have all, all their all their guys back like that's a tough team to play against with the defending world and european champions poland is never going to be easy with no. every everything that they have until they you know, get into the semifinals in which case they'll probably lay down and die under the pressure like we're used to hey you know what let's just let's just go by what's on paper for, for, for right now because yeah that is that is absolutely possible and hey brazil is still brazil right that's they right. may not be you know, they may not be the Brazil of old that we're used to, but they still have Lucarelli, they still have Bruno, they still have Allen. Like, there's still so many quality teams here, but you're right, Rob. USA is looking 
damn, damn good. Um, and that first down round matchup is going to be spicy. It doesn't spicy. look like we're going to get Engapeth in it. And I think that is definitely something that moves the needle for France. Um, having him on the court just in terms of his ball control, his court awareness, his creativity within the game um, really just adds something something to them. But still, France is never a team that you're going to lay down for uh, and just get kind of expect to win. Definitely not. So uh, moving on to Japan, who coming into this week was undefeated. And we were kind of asking the question ever after they beat Brazil and after they had picked up some really good wins, like, okay, are they, are they legit? Is Japan a contender? Does, does that Brazil naturally move the needle for them to be considered a metal threat? And then they go out this week in the Philippines and they get kind of pushed around by both Poland and Italy, who I would say are the two, definitely the two best teams they've played in the tournament so far. And they didn't quite show up to the same level against those two teams, picked up their first two losses and dropped down to the two seed. What are your thoughts on Japan now having two great chances against other elite metal contenders and not really showing up all that well against either one? I mean, it's tough with Japan, right? Because we normally see this from them. We normally see them do really, really good at the beginning events like of events like this. Their style of play really leads to that. They don't make a lot of errors. They they play really cohesively as as a unit. Um, but traditionally, we've kind of seen them fall off once they get a, uh, once they come against a team that can really put on a lot of pressure. And I mean, Poland and Italy, those are two of the best in the world. Um, but if you're to ask me. Like, like to me, a, a medal contender is a top four team. Yep. Do I think that? Do I think that Japan looks like a top four team right now? Yes, I, have, I absolutely do. Really? Right? Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think that I would, I would slot them in ahead of right now. Like, I would go USA, Poland, and Italy would be like the top three, and I would slot in Japan at fourth, just ahead of um, like Brazil and Argentina and uh, and France, obviously. I would put them um, at six. I would put them behind Argentina and France. Ooh, um, I, I don't know so much about this. France normally with Engapeth, yes, absolutely. But Engapeth is here, right? This is true. The, the, the French of the French of old. This isn't the the dominating team that can kind of turn it on at, at any point without Engapeth. They have to look, work a lot harder for their wins. Um, so yeah, like in in this context of of volleyball nations league and what we have in front of us, I would slot Japan in as the fourth bestie now yeah to be fair to japan uh, they've got absolutely three dongs 17 19 18 by poland but that was a throwaway game they played the bench no sakita mm-hmm. no 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 ran takahashi like that, that that was a that was a punk game and i can't blame them for that they, they've ridden their starters really really hard this tournament but the italy game that was that was the guys and uh very competitive i mean the for italy won the first two sets in overtime and the numbers overall were pretty close but it's still um Still, I'm not. I still don't know if I see Japan grabbing a medal. I still don't know if I see it. They do have probably, probably the easiest first round matchup. Now, this is a stacked playoff field, but of the one team that I think I would be the most comfortable playing in the first round, it would probably be Slovenia, and Japan's got that. So, Japan will very likely play in the semifinals, but they would probably get, well, they're going to get either Poland or Brazil. And do I see them beating Poland or Brazil in a in a semifinal game? No, honestly, I no, don't. I don't. Especially like, like Poland is is. Although, let's be honest, if there's one team that could choke in the semifinals, <laughs> like if if I was Japan, I would want Poland in that semifinal. For which sure, sounds which sounds ludicrous, but a, you're telling me you're going to beat Brazil twice. 
for, like, I, for the first time in no. 30 years, you're going to beat Brazil twice back to back. Not to mention the chat just came up and said that Leal will be playing in the final eight. Oh, really? Which, okay, that's yeah. a big deal. If, that's a so big if, if Leal's there and you've got and you've you've got Brazil back again. Sorry, I don't see Japan beating Brazil again. No. Do I see Japan possibly beating Poland? Yes, because of Poland's tendency to choke and the way that Japan plays the game. Like if they show up with their full roster against Poland and their bombing serves like they do, and they play well in transition, like they play good defense and well in transition, like they do, then like and and they have to have a, they need to serve serve strong, have a really strong side out rate, and their transition game needs to be off the chain. I could see a world where Japan beats Poland and makes it to the finals. I, I um, could see that too. You're kind of talking me into it. And I, I think that's, that's a good segue into talking about Poland. I mean, they had a great week. They finally brought what we think is pretty close to the A team, minus only Tomasz Fornal. So there's still like some questions on what they're going to do on the outside. But Janusz was back. Kurek got hurt a little bit. So I'm, I'm curious to see what, uh, what his status is going into the finals in Gdansk, but Kaczmarek had a good week off the bench for him. Uh, we already talked about, I think last week we talked about the reverse sweep of Slovenia, but uh, Poland, I mean, they, they three-donged Japan's B team and they three-donged uh, Canada, which we can talk about later, but the three-to-one win over Brazil was very, very impressive for Poland. I was extremely impressed, especially with Wilfredo Leon, 20 for 33 zero errors 61 percent efficiency like that was some best player in the world stuff right there yeah and the thing is with poland is that we knew it was just going to take them some time to get going right um it like i don't think that they were looking at this vnl all that seriously to be to be perfectly honest right, right? they, they knew they're going to the finals they, they knew they're going to the finals no matter what so that doesn't matter and like ultimately how many years have in a row now have they choked at the Euros? <laughs> a lot. Like the entire the, the entire past decade, like them in Slovenia, it's just been it's just been, it's been Poland choking. Yeah, right? you, you can't forget then, about Eurovolley. I think teams are really taking that tournament later this summer really if, if, seriously. If you're a European team, right? As as North Americans, we like North Sika Championships are an afterthought, yeah. right? And, and generally, most of the time, the USA sends a B team um hopefully they don't this year because they're, they're hosting it but as europeans i think euro volley is is much much more important than nations league than a world cup if we if we still have them then these types of events for sure um they're 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 massive like just that, that prestige and i think you're just much more on the on your national stage when you're playing in your so yeah poland is is moving up for a euro volley but then b to qualify for the olympics at the end at the end of the summer so this is a team that can turn it on and has the, the best players in, in the world it's never been about getting from point a to like point a to point b in which it means like getting to the finals it's just always about finishing the job right um Kind of similarly a little bit to the USA and the fact that the USA is always amongst that top group, but they just haven't been able to to, to finish the job. Uh, Poland just does it in a little bit more dramatic and choking fashion. <laughs> yeah, it's the the particular flavor of failure that they like to display in, in semifinal rounds is usually pretty spectacular. So yeah, that that I agree. That's always the question for Poland. They're playing at home. They've got the pressure of kind of needing to win a tournament. They haven't won one since... I guess it was the 2018 World Championship, right? Have they have they won a tournament since then? No, they haven't won since 2018. Oh, I don't. Man. Let me let me pull that up right now. But uh, so th- that's that's the story for Poland. I agree. I think them going four and zero this week with close to their best lineup is 
not surprising and they played good volleyball great now what are they going to do in the finals at home um i want to talk about argentina i want to spend some time talking about argentina you you said it that team is good they are scary they are fun to watch they are really likable like you said on last week's show like we got to hang out with all three of the lucianos and lima and loser and all those guys in ottawa they're, they're they're fantastic Danani is a fireball. He wants to just fight people. I love that. Um, Agustin Loser finished the preliminary round of VNL with 51 blocks. 51 in 12 matches. That's way over four blocks per match. That's insane. He had 10 against Iran. 10 blocks in one match. The man is absolutely on fire. And he, I mean, we haven't seen Robert Landy Simone in a while. I might be ready to talk about Augustine Loser as potentially the best middle blocker on the planet. I'm, I'm still gonna keep like for for me, it goes like Simone one, Loser number two. Okay, right? It, it, it's gonna take a little bit to knock Simone. Like Simone to me will still have that pedestal even after he's falling off a little bit, just because of how dominant he's been in all aspects of the game in the in the middle blocking position. But as a pure middle blocker right now, right? The only person that I can think like the way we're talking about Lozaire right now is how we talked about Cuba a few years ago when he was with Zaxa and how effective he was and especially because they're both smaller middles and and the way they play the game is different than a simone or you know a Prodaskin in it or a daddy or or one of the daddy. one of the bigger one of the bigger middles but lozaire the way he plays the game is just so much fun to watch he's so detailed his blocking is so quick Amazing. i remember when 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 we were so in ottawa i was like the ground. i was i was breaking it down there's there's one of the videos that are, it's up on the tiktok uh, our our TikTok of how quick he is from being loaded to being in your face. The dude is, is transcending the sport right now. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot smaller middles who have his stature kind of try to emulate his game a little bit. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. You know, there's some athleticism there that is, is, is truly off the chain, is truly unique to Lozair, but he's he's truly showing that as a smaller middle, you can still be absolutely dominant uh for for your team i do believe also that he, he finished second in scoring for argentina let me That's let me double incredible. check this. man it's, it's just such a treat to watch him and yeah the him yeah, and, him second, and, second in scoring and what are those what are those two elite world-class middles have in common they spent a lot of their careers being set by luciano de Checo. And uh, that, that certainly helps on, on the offensive end. I, I think we should just talk about it now. I think we should talk about one of the great matches in VNL history right now. Argentina's 3-2 to two win over the United States. 43-41 to 41 in the fourth. A 50-minute set. Absolutely ridiculous. And then uh, Argentina wins at 15-12 in the fifth. This was... Maybe my favorite match of the entire VNL men's or women's so far, and even and my team lost. Like that's how good it was. Once again, like this Argentina team is so so easy to cheer for. They fight so hard. They play with passion. They have fun when they play. They play the right way. Like there's so many reasons to cheer for this uh, for this Argentina team. This was the longest set in VNL history, over 50 minutes, 43. 
41 is absolutely it's basically two sets it's right like you're basically <laughs> you're basically you know it's it's just like when in hockey in the playoffs the hockey playoffs and they go to like the sixth or seventh overtime this is exactly what that is but in the context of one set absolutely absolutely yeah. massive and this is uh, a six set match and yeah bassy in the chat he was making the joke on the spicy vibes instagram account. shortest argentina <laughs> well, which, you should, which you should also you should all go follow that that account that argentina just insists on playing five setters i mean they they win a five setter against maybe the best team in the world in the u.s and they win a five center against one of the worst teams in the tournament in iran like they just they just need to go five but uh yeah this this was electric uh nikola zerba in the middle really good deserves a shout out 12 for 18 no errors uh Loser, six blocks 15 points it's just just ridiculous and kukartsev what a, what an amazing luxury at backup opposite to start only one set and, and pick up 14 points. Him and Lima have the same scoring output. The way that they're using those two opposites is is kind of awesome. I really like it. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw Kirk have really go off for the CEV Cup this year. For Was it for Canacro's Lair? Yeah. And right. uh, like he, he turned things around for them and, and really helped them in the CEV Cup. And right now, in Argentina, I think you're looking at a situation where you have two opposites who can kind of give you similar numbers and that's that's fantastic if you're if you're argentina would like to see them have a little bit more depth on the left side past polonski and, and, and vincentine i don't know how like they have uh they have was, armoa yeah and so armoa is going to go to play in olsten this year and i think yeah. this time next year armoa is going to be an absolute superstar so and, and that who's, helps who's the, who's the littler guy Ramirez? Martinez. Martinez, yeah, yeah. Martinez yeah and i and i like the way that they use him so they've got polonski and vincentine who are the like the bigger all around good volleyball players, both legit scorers. But if one of them struggles in reception, you put in the littler guy Martinez for him. And I think that works really well. And then you have like a, an up and coming superstar in Armoa as your fourth guy. I, I like that. I like the way Mendez is using him. And uh, that, yeah, that, that's, we were thinking that that was going to be Argentina's weak position with Conte kind of fading into retirement, but they, it looks like they're going to be set at that spot for the next like 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, hey, Polonsky was one of the top scorers. Like, I think he was just out of the top 10 in scoring, had 134 points. And that's pretty good, for especially for a team that really spreads out their offense. So, yeah. Fourth in Ar- service aces in, in the preliminary round. There we go. And so, like, yeah, I think this Argentinian team is a team that, like, is standing on the doorstep of the top contenders. And every like everyone should be aware of, aware of them, especially when Decheco is there. If Decheco is there, then like they can beat anyone. They they, totally. they truly can, and and I think they showed it in this one, especially with how much fight they have. They have a lot of fight, and I love that. Yeah, I, this there there were some opportunities in that overtime in the fourth set for the U.S. to just straight up win this match. I know there was a David Smith swing that people in the chat are talking about, but um, I, I just appreciated the entertainment value of this one. Just just a treat to watch. Yeah. So uh, back to the standings. We talked about Italy a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I hardly watched any of the Italian games this week because they were all in the Philippines. But I'm not at all surprised that they had so much success. Who did they beat? Let's see. They beat Brazil. That's a good win. Then they beat Canada in five, which is really good for the Maple Volleys to put up that fight. They beat it Slovenia was. and they beat uh, Japan. And that's Italy's A team. Like that's the World Championship team, other than Bolasso. And they look phenomenal uh, they're, they're, they look really good on the wings right now i think yuri romano was top five in just about every category in the vnl so uh, what are your thoughts on italy especially having watched that canada five-setter i mean um, italy is italy 
right? You know, like this, this is the team that we know so well now, uh, especially, you know, we watched the Super Lega all year long and we've watched them win Euros. We watched them, watch them win the World Championships. This is a team, much like France, that if they have their guys, they can kind of just show up and win. Bless you. Sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah, they can just kind of show up and win. They, after, after their, what we thought was a bad start in Ottawa, where they went two and two, they only lost one match since then. That was a three, one loss to, to Poland uh, in week two, where they still didn't have their entirety of the roster. So yeah, I'm expecting Italy to come out and, and have this type of result. I'm expecting them to, to be in this position. Um, it, like Italy, Italy is Italy. They're one of the best teams in the world, and they're they're going to continue to show it. And I think, especially that win over Japan, really solidifies it for me that this is, you know, like as as bad as to say, like Japan is almost that barrier, right? If you can't beat Japan to get into that that top that that top team, those that top group of teams, then I'm not sure how legitimate. But they, they took care of them handily. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Like it's Japan is a very good benchmark for very very good volleyball teams but maybe not metal contenders and they are i think they are kind of the line japan is between can you win a medal at vnl or probably not and uh, italy i think is pretty clearly above that line when they have all their I, guys present i think just beating japan is hard it is right? hard for you any, gotta for play really good ball is, is is really hard to beat japan because they play a di- like a different style than everyone else, and they really make you work for it. So you you have to go go in there and be ready to play when you play against Japan. And I think Italy is up to that task, uh, and then some. So yeah, I mean when 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 I look at it right now, there's three there's three legitimate medal contenders. I mean, anything can happen we, we, as we know here in the VNL, but it's USA, Poland, and Italy, right? And everyone everyone else is kind of a step back. As much as I, I know, Japan Japanese fans hate to hate to hear that at the moment. <laughs> they gotta gotta just deal with reality a little bit on that one. If if you go out and win a VNL medal, then we will uh, we'll have that conversation. Um, Brazil is Brazil, Brazil and, is I, Brazil. and I don't have that much more to say about Brazil except that if they get Yoandi Leal back for the finals, which somebody was in the chat was saying is going to happen, then that changes, that changes them completely. Things massively massively changes things right if we when you add someone like Leal's of Leal's caliber at any time it's going to make a difference let's be honest Leal carried this Brazilian team through the world championship absolutely he did once 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 you inject him into this lineup and one of the things I think I like about a team like Brazil taking a little bit of less like you get to work some things in like Honorato I think has been the biggest surprise for Brazil throughout throughout this tournament, and I think right now um, Del Zato like is looking at at this this lineup and he says if Lucarelli isn't playing good, I know I have that confidence to put in Honorato alongside Leal. Uh, I don't on, think on side. I don't think that before this VNL he had that. I don't I don't think no, they knew who their third not. outside was before this tournament. So I think that's a huge absolutely not. Uh, that's a, that's a successful tournament if you, if you find a guy that you can rely on like that. Yeah, for sure. So Brazil is Brazil, right? As soon as you get them into a playoff situation, this is a team that knows how to win. This is a team that knows how to play. This is a team that knows how to get into medal situations. So, yeah, if I'm Poland right now, that's going to be a spicy meatball matchup. That is, like, honestly, I love all of these first-round matchups. And they just played. I mean, they just played this past week, and uh, Poland took it 3-1. to There's going to be a lot of very recent rematches in, in these quarterfinals, which is electric. But, I mean... Beating Brazil twice in one tournament gonna be really hard to do no matter who it is. Yeah. We are getting some stuff in the chat that Alan is injured. Can we can we confirm this? I think I think it's just people talking about how Alan's always injured. Uh 
and 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 Allen is always injured, but um, I don't know uh, exactly if he if or how he is injured right this second. Um, if he is, and they have to go to this that Roque guy, the giant lefty, then that's a huge step back because that guy is not yeah. particularly good. So Roque I don't know, or, I don't, or a booba, or a booba. Yeah, I don't know if Allen's hurt, or but it, it wouldn't surprise me if he was. Um, Slovenia. Good tournament for Slovenia. I mean, I, I'm not totally sure I was expecting them to make the playoffs. They weren't very good in VNL last year, but um, George Kretsu is doing a really good job with that team. I think they've got seven and maybe even eight guys. I think Giga Stern's had a pretty good tournament. They're eight and four. I don't know if I see them beating Japan. Um, I don't know if they have that that success in the play style, but uh, I like the it three could. outside hitter thing. I, I I like Slovenia. I'm just not sure if I I don't know if I see them getting a medal. They, they don't get that crazy home field advantage that they got in the World Championship last they year. Would, they would really need to. I think they they really need to have their best match of the tournament to beat Japan. Like I don't think it's out of the question um, for them to 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 take on Japan like that. I think they're a very skilled team and they're, they're a highly offensive team that can put on a lot of pressure from the pins, especially yep. they can put on a lot of pressure from the baseline and they can put a lot of, a lot of pressure from the pins. And due to that, like, especially that three outside nature, they play defense and they, they transition really well. I'm expecting a good game, but I expect Japan to take it. But I think it's, it's, it's good for Slovenia to, to make it here. I think they're kind of kicking themselves for losing to Bulgaria earlier on yeah, in the, week in the one that was that, a weird one like, if if they just they just get that win they're at nine and three they're, they're closer up i mean i don't know if it actually changes anything like the reality is do you do you want to play any of those top five teams right now no no <laughs> no this probably turn of this not. this playoff is absolutely loaded loaded yeah so yeah I, I like good good on good on slovenia for making it um it's it's a it's a stark contrast from last year uh, with with uh, Lebedou and yeah, I think this is a really good build up for them for the Euro Championships. And let's be honest, if there's one tournament where Slovenia that's shines, their tournament, it's it's, it's the Euros. That's they their... they love getting silver at the Euros. <laughs> they they love it so much. It's just their favorite. Last but not least is France. Uh, we we kind of talked about them a bit. They're the reigning champions. They had to work really hard to even get into the playoffs. I wish that they hadn't. Uh, it would make me feel a lot better about our. Um, about the U.S.'s quarterfinal match. Now, the U.S. did three-dong them on Saturday night. That was nice to see. I agree with you. I think if Irvin Ingepet was here, that would be a complete X factor. But from what we're hearing, he will not be. I have not been impressed with Antoine Brizard. I do not think that Antoine Brizard has had a particularly good tournament. Okay, fair enough. To be, I'll be perfectly honest. I haven't really watched enough of France this year. Like, if there's one team I've watched very little of of, of the elite teams, it's it's going to be France. Um, so I can't really I can't really speak to that without without sounding like a potential stooge. <laughs> you know, and we do I like want to, to that... avoid stoogery on this program. <laughs> exactly. So um, I know since we're homies with Piazza now that we are looking for a new king stooge. Uh, I just don't want that to be me by sitting here and, and, and talking shit about Brizard when I when I have, haven't really watched him play. So if you say you haven't really been haven't really been impressed with him, I'm going to I'm going to defer to you and trust you on that one. OK, fair enough. Uh, France, however, did beat Serbia three to one in an absolute must win game that pretty much decided who is going to get that eighth playoff spot. Um, and they did that. They beat him three to one. They were better than Serbia and they were clutch in uh, overtime in the fourth in, in that match. So good for France. They're going to be scary for me, especially as far as an eight seed goes. But I, I do think that without Irvin Ingepet, they, they lose 
they lose an X factor in defense. They lose an X factor in out of system attacking. And just like, I mean, we saw him last year, his first contact, dude, his first contact. Yeah, exactly. It makes, makes France an infinitely better team in, in first contact in receiving defense. And without that, I, I feel comfortable enough playing them again. I think Gianni's been a little bit indecisive about what he's been doing with France's lineup throughout this VNL. And I, and I, but I'm I'm still scared of them. I'm not taking France for granted by any means. Yeah, some S31 in the chat just says France is a team that gets better when things get serious, and I fully agree with That's that. That's true. However, yeah. I do think that the catalyst for that is the swaggiest of the swagsters, Mr. Irvin <laughs> Incapaz. So um, I'm I'm I. It's going to be a good match, but I'm, I'm still pulling for for the USA in that one. All right, let's move on to to the bottom half of the standings, teams that did not make the playoffs. We can talk about Serbia. Serbia went two and two this week. It wasn't quite enough. They finished six and six. Uh, What if I think France, France also six and six, and then got them by like three points. So um, Serbia just not quite good enough throughout the preliminary round. Uh, Congratulations, though, to Marko Pedrashinin, who uh, broke Serbia's all time record for most caps most appearances uh, for the Serbia national team. So good for him. He is a legend, but um, Serbia's tournament ends here. Drazen Luburic was their best player by far. Kovacevic was there in week three, but we really hardly saw him. I don't know if, yeah. he, I don't know if, he, if he really even played a match. And I just wasn't as impressed with Serbia's outside hitters. Marko Ivovic looks old. Uh, Miran Kajunzic was pretty good. Pavle Peric wasn't as good as we saw him last year. And um, with with a brand new setter and a brand new libero, Serbia. I mean, getting to the playoffs would have been kind of their ceiling. I, there was no way they would have won a game in the playoffs, and now they just kind of get an extra week off to prepare for Euros. And honestly, that's not the worst thing. No, I mean, to me, this this Serbian team is just no longer elite. You know, that's there true. was a time there was a time when you could could uh, have them amongst the elite teams and that just is, isn't anymore kuyunzic was to me one of their best the, their best outside for sure throughout throughout this event um and luberich is just is just too hot and cold like he scores a lot of points yes but his efficiency is is pretty low so i i don't like i don't see serbia being better than any of the top teams ahead of them I Hell, i'd even i think i'd even pick the dutch and I, I'd even pick the Netherlands before I pick Serbia uh, in, in general. Like, I think those are two teams that are moving opposite. So good for Serbia to be in the mix. But I, I, there was a minute there when I was like looking at it and I was just like, it would feel wrong for Serbia to be in and like France and, and the, the Dutch to be out. But yeah, I, I don't really see it from, from Serbia. They, they don't really scare me all too much. I mean, as Canada, I can't really say anything. Like, everyone <laughs> better than most, like most teams are better than us right now. Um, but yeah, like Serbia is like. Do I see them as a threat at Euros? No. Do I see them as a as as I do I say make them the Olympics? No. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I mean, it's all you need to say is that I was hoping so so badly for Serbia to make the playoffs so that we could stop them in the quarterfinal. I think that's yeah. kind of all you need to say. Speaking of teams that missed out, the Dutch. This is a oh. bummer. I was. This is a bummer. They went one and three this week. They had a really, really hard schedule. They got three dong by Slovenia in a match that they really needed to win. We were impressed by the Dutch in Ottawa. I mean, Namir is the man. He led the tournament in scoring, but um, we we liked their outside hitters as well. I, I was I was impressed with kind of the more completeness of the Netherlands than than the one man show that we've kind of been making the joke that they were the last couple of years. But they had an opportunity in week three in the Philippines to show. 
to just to to beat other good teams to get into the playoffs and they just couldn't quite do it like looking at them at finishing at five and seven just kind of surprises me like i really feel like they were, they were better than that but the numbers don't show it yeah i think i think they stumbled a few times down the stretch um you know if we if we look at this last week this this last week was really a chance for them to to get on board you know like not not beating slovenia i think hurt them and got i think definitely hurt them in that last match had they been able to beat slovenia it would have made things interesting they lost to serbia in the last match of last week at home in rotterdam yeah like, that was tough I, I really think when you look at where it kind of derailed it was in rotterdam like they went to up uh, up to well on poland couldn't finish the job um they lost at home like they were up 2-1 they had that crazy set that they ended up losing 35-33 in in the fourth um to serbia and they lost that one like a lot of five set losses a lot a lot of five set losses and even going to five with with iran uh and then you know going one and three just just not great there's there's a few losses left on the table there namely the the ones against serbia and slovenia which are the teams that are, are kind of in their bracket for me right now Yep, I I think that's a really good assessment. Netherlands, Serbia, Slovenia. I think those are the seven, eight, nine, ten ish teams in the world. And yeah. uh, when when they play each other, those matches are really significant. And the Netherlands went zero and two against those two teams, and that yeah. that kind of killed their tournament. Uh, moving on to Germany, I don't have anything to say about Germany. They, they were most of the tournament they looked like trash. They yeah. did play a couple good games this week. They three on Cuba, good, good for them, great, whatever. They, I mean, they're a core and, team. And they were kind of. Yeah. And yeah. Bulgaria, yeah, great, whatever. They, they were, th- they, were, they didn't care so much about this VNL. I think when they get Zanger back at Libero, that will help. Um, their their outside hitter play really needs to improve, and maybe they can catch fire for Euros. Maybe they can convince Grozer to come and play a game because their opposite position hasn't been good either. No, but um, is not, he's not it? No, he's not. Like this, this to me, over the past decade, we've known Germany to be a very solid and a very good team. I think they got fourth back at the World Championships in twenty fifth. I believe uh, I, I believe that, that sounds right is when it's either the either the 14 or the 18 oh, no, one they, they, they got 14. to the semifinals and then yeah. they I think they got second at Euros one of those years too yeah it's, it's possible but looking at this German roster it just doesn't inspire much hope um, they've got some nice decent pieces on the left side um, but no one that really blows you out of the water, like no one that that is, is, is truly fantastic. Weber on the right side is he's hit or miss. You know, I learned I, I, essentially like he was like a swimmer for a while. And then he's really just, in the past few years, he's switched to volleyball, which explains a lot, explains why he swings so well cross court. But other than that, like his volleyball skills just aren't there to be. Elite. He doesn't really have a long shot. He doesn't really have any any off speed things. He kind of reminds me in, in a certain ways of a really young Gavin Schmidt, but I don't see that physicality and that like neat that that desire to get better that Gavin had, especially in his early years. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I I don't see Germany like Germany is just going to be. I think right now you're going to see a lot of these like kind of middling teams with you know Germany and and, and Canada and Iran, um, Bulgaria, Serbia, the Dutch. Like I think there's there's going to be a second or maybe even tertiary tier here of teams that are pretty good, but just need something more. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what Germany is to me. Teams that will need kind of a miracle to qualify for the Olympics. I think that's, that's that group right there. And I definitely don't see it for Germany. I'm not sure where their world ranking is, but it's definitely not, not promising for them to get to Paris. And I mean, the three and nine is just not that good of a tournament. 
It's just not that no. good of a tournament. And I mean, like they just they just figured it out. To be honest, it should be two and two and ten. They should have lost to us. Um, <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. I I, I I truly am. But hey, it is what it is. Like they beat they beat the crappy teams that they that they needed to beat. They beat Bulgaria and they beat Cuba. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, Anton Brahma though is a monster. He's he's, I he's love the only him. he's the only one worth watching. Yeah, I love him and uh, Johannes Tila and as Kampa. well. I re- I really liked um, really liked setting and and Kampa because he gets ladies. He, that's just yes. what he does. Compass, a dude. So, uh, lo- love that. But you're right, Johannes Tila. His hands so nice. He dishes a great offense. Um, interesting, to, and I'm interested to see where he's going to be playing club. I think Berlin um, again. I think he's going to be the guy for Berlin for another year, which is great. Fair enough. A real on the world rankings journey is currently at 15. This is the men. Yes, this is the men. Ooh, they're they're in 15th right now. Uh, about a point and a half ahead of Canada. Okay. Speaking yeah. of Canada, Everett, congratulations, buddy. Uh, uh, this is a big F you to everyone in the Discord who has given me shit. And like <laughs> literally, as, as the, the game was coming up on Saturday night, I was just like, I'm not going to go on the Discord because I'm, like, I, I already know they're going to try to go after me. They're going to try to trigger me. This one started sketchy. We lost that first set. Um, the second set was pretty close. But you could just tell that in the at the beginning there was just nerves going on. Like Canada was just kind of holding back, and then we just started unloading. And I truly think that this week was our best week of VNL. I think it was too. That first, excluding that first loss to the Dutch, um, we pushed Italy to five in, in a in a fantastic match where we finally saw like I think we play at our best when we have the underdog mentality, when we have that, that third line grinders type of mentality. And you kind of saw that weight come off us against Italy. And they're like, Hey, yeah, we can ball with these guys. Like we, we can go with these guys and we can go with one of the best teams in the world. And, and we truly did. I was upset that we had, we been able to pull out that win. It would have been fantastic. Didn't happen. And then against the poll against Poland, like we put out the ones out there. Hell Sam Cooper, hasn't started to match this entire VNL. Let us in scoring with 19 points. It was Sam Cooper and, and Brody Hofer out there. And at first, it looked like it was going to get ugly. I think in the, the first set, we were down like 8-4 at one point. Then we pulled it back. We fought with them and kind of went point for point. Yeah, sure, we got three-donged by a very good Polish team who on paper should be the number one team in the world and is ranked. They're still ranked number one. Yeah, yeah they're still ranked so. number one. But we, our young guns went out there and balled. I, I I really enjoyed that, and it was it was a good game to watch. Like there was, I was thought we were going to be able to push it, and then yeah, once we got into that China game, as I said, things started slow, but we really started to get better um, throughout the entirety uh, of that uh, of that match. And hey, like part of me is really happy. Part of me is really happy. We've stayed in VNL, and we've we've managed to survive another year um means that we're going to be hanging out in ottawa again next year and you got it you got to love that so i'm saying now discord volleyball source meetup next year in ottawa make sure you're there ronnie if cuba is playing in ottawa and you don't show up you're banned from the discord banned banned you are not allowed in the discord you are not allowed um um like well, yeah, You're not, him yeah. and him and all of his alt accounts, all of them exactly. banned. Yeah, uh, him, yeah, him, dude. him, him and his alt accounts. You, you are absolutely banned. <laughs> but the other, the other side of it is, 
what's next? Great like, question. What's 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 next for for Team Canada? Because we're kind of middling in this, you know, just on the cusp of being irrelevant again. And especially with the dumbass Norseka rules. So right now, like the Norseka Champions Cup, like if you won the, the, the qualifier tournament this summer, it's for next summer's, like to go to next summer's Challenger Cup. Oh no! Right? Why is yeah, that? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, if Cuba or Canada were to be relegated this year, they would only be able to be in the Challenger Cup in 2025, right? Oh, so, could... so you're 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 out of VNL for at least a year. It's two, two right? Years. Because we, yeah. you don't like, if they were to be, they would have to play the North Sea event in 2024, be the Challenger Cup in 2025, and then be able to be back in the VNL until 2026. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right? So it's, it's masked for the fact that we stayed in, but kind of like what's next? I know there's so many questions around this roster without having Eric Lepke and without having um, Riley Barnes. I think those two in our roster would have been good for two more wins, right? So, some, I think somewhere so. Along. Some, somewhere along the right line. If we have those two guys, we beat Germany and Ottawa in week one. And I think if maybe if we have all those guys, we push a team like maybe Slovenia. We don't just empty the bench out against Slovenia. Maybe against the Dutch this week. You know, I think if those two guys are there, it's good for two more. Maybe we push it against Italy, right? If we have one more guy to be able to come off the bench. But it's what's next, you know? Is Samuel Vuo going to stay? I think that's, that's, that's a big question. Can we qualify? For, like, I think there's a very, very outside chance of us being able to qualify for the Olympics. So there's a lot of question marks for me in in all of this. And yes, I'm happy that we're staying. But at the same time, it's kind of like, what direction is this team going in? What's what's it going to look like? Um, and I think that there's a lot of those questions still to be unanswered. There's a lot of volleyball left to be played this summer, um, with with still two more two more events, and we're going to get to see them. Up, up, up close and personal once again in uh, Charleston at Norseka's, but still a lot of question marks for me for for this team Canada. But I do like the progression that I saw coming. Like, don't don't worry, don't don't get me wrong. I had some nervous moments in between week like week two and week three. Like there was some some dark thinking there, um, <laughs> but luckily we've we've been able to 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 figure it out. Yeah, so this just looking at the stat sheet from this China match, which Canada won three to one. This was some pretty sloppy nonsense, really bad reception from both teams. But how about some of these offensive performances for Canada? I mean, Danny Demianenko eight for nine and with four blocks, that's six. Stephen Marr, fourteen for twenty-two, fifty percent efficiency. Ryan Slater, twenty for thirty-six. Like these, these were really, really good individual offensive performances for Canada against. Now it's against China. China stinks, so you should be able to score against this team. And they, uh, they, they shut down Jiang Xuan, the opposite, who was hit negative efficiency. Uh, Zhang Jingyin is going to get his because he's awesome. Like, he's legitimately really, really good on the international stage. But uh, Canada did a good job containing literally everybody else. And uh, 52% efficiency as a team is a nice confidence builder for Luke Kerr. I think that's uh, another part of this equation that we've got to continue to talk about is the setter. And uh, to have her, I mean, 52% as as a team, even against China like that, you've got to feel really good about that going into the rest of the summer. Especially like those last two sets of volleyball were some of our best volleyball we've played all summer. Yeah, 17, 18. Like, get out of here. 
it was dominant. We were serving strong. We were we were good in transition. We were good in serve, like in in, in serve receiving in those two sets. I wish they had the sets kind of like switched up a little bit there. Um, but yeah, it, it gave me a little bit more confidence moving forward for sure. And now hopefully we're going to be able to add. I know I'm pretty sure Barnes is off the table for for all summer, but I do think that Lepke is a potential to to come back for North Seca champs and the Olympic qualifiers later on. But um, yeah, I, I think right now it's, it's clear to me that Luke Hur is the starting setter of, of this team, and that's not going to change. I think Danny Demianenko consistently was our best player over the course of, you know, like if, if there's one game, if there's one guy who showed up game in and game out, for me, it was Danny Demianenko. So love, love seeing him um, on the roster. How did he finish here in, uh, in scoring overall? I'm not sure. Um, like the, those middles are usually pretty far down the list, so I didn't scroll down that far. But I agree. Yeah. I, I thought Danny 80, had an awesome tournament. Eight eighty points. You know, we and like the fact that there's 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 two opposites that we can go to with Sclater and Schwartz, who have, who bring different looks. I, I think there's some good things. I found it was interesting that we were going with Louis in that last match instead of uh, landing Curry. Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Louis did a pretty good job. There was admittedly a few balls that fell around him that I was wondering. Like, I think Landon could have got those, uh, but you know, I, I think Simon Vuel might know better than us, just you know, from just watching streams and stuff like that. But yeah, I it, it was good. I'm interested to see what happens with this team moving forward, though. I do like how much we played some of our younger guys, though. Right, Hofer, Melser, Cooper, all got a lot of play, and now Luke Hur is is de- now definitely the starting setter for this program. Yeah, I think that Samelvua learned a lot from that Ottawa week when you guys played the starters against the U.S. and maybe paid the price for it in the Germany game the following day. I think he figured that out, and then the following two weeks, there he put he put the young guys out there for one match in each of those two weeks, got them some great touches, um, knew which matches to prioritize, and you got that win. You got the win over China here, and you got who'd you beat in week two? Bulgaria. I yeah. think yeah, yeah you we beat Bulgaria beat, three to one. Yeah, we beat the three challenger teams that we needed to beat. Yeah, right? exactly. We beat, we beat Cuba, Bulgaria, and and China, which is great. I want to see us get a win against a legitimate team, right? And and really, the the fact that we didn't even push anyone until we pushed Italy, like it was either a win or a loss for us until until that Italy game. And I like that's why I like that Italy loss a little bit more than than others, obviously. Definitely. Well, yeah, good for Canada. Uh, I'm, I've certainly, I mean, I love that team. I'm a huge fan of all those guys, and I'm a huge fan of going to Ottawa. So uh, I'm stoked that we'll get to do that next year. Um, back to the standings, we can run through these last couple teams. Doesn't really matter. Cuba, Cuba looked rough this week at times. They did pick up a five set win over Iran. Great, whatever. I mean, they had to play a stupid tournament in El Salvador last week. So now hopefully they can finally get some time off. Iran didn't have their guys, so they went 0 4, whatever. Bulgaria looked really bad uh, in a couple moments, including last night against the U.S., but they did get uh, the five-set win over Iran to save themselves from relegation. And then we already talked about China. China was a one-man team. Uh, Zhang Jingyin is incredible, and I hope that he continues to have good uh, club success, but I'm not going to miss China in VNL. No, they're very, very forgettable. Very um, forgettable. Even the way that they kind of just crumbled in front of us, uh, it just kind of shows that this team is like, I wanted to see more fight from China. 
I, I really, really did in that last match. Trust me, there was a large part of me that was just like, yes, that's it. Crumble. <laughs> die. Die. You got three down by a team that lost to Denmark. And you guys, you guys deserve to be out. But the other part of me was just like, I wish there's, there's just a little bit more. I wish this was a little bit more. And I mean, S31 in the chat, in my opinion, Czech Republic, better than China and Bulgaria. And that's I don't not know even, about that. That's not, even, I, that's not even including teams like Ukraine um, Turkey is, and, or Turkey, and yeah. Ukraine. Exactly, so. Yeah, I think whoever... Who, <laughs> oh my goodness, someone just donated us 10 bucks. It says, feel bad for Everett. Here's some Putin money. That's amazing. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> that's that's the first time that's ever happened. Thank you. Someone T- just donated to the Thank you. That's incredible. How very generous of you, Everett. You need to post a photo in the Discord later of you eating Putin. Okay, deal. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, I, not that I'm I have to Toronto, twist your arm though, on that one. I mean, I mean, I need to find good Putin though. That's the problem because I'm in Toronto, right? You know, oh, awesome. it's like trying to find it's like trying to find deep dish in California. Which yeah, I would never touch that with a, with a pole of any length. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. Well, what else is there to talk about about the about about the men's side? I mean, we'll obviously preview the finals in more detail on next week's show. Um, you want to look at some 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 statistics leaders? I mean, I was looking yeah, through. Look, I was looking Let's through look some of the some individual stats. I mean, uh, breaking news, Namir Abdelaziz really is good at scoring points. He led the tournament in scoring. We already kind of talked about Losser and how much better he was at blocking than everybody else on the planet this tournament. Uh, what, what other conclusions did you have from sort of the individual stats list for the preliminary round? Let me, let me pull these up right now. Um... Um, to nobody's surprise, I, th- I think Ishikawa is really coming into being one of the best players in the game right now. Yep, like, I agree. Stat-wise, just the eye test, everything. Um, he's so much fun to watch. He was third in scoring with 205, uh, 205 points. It's pretty damn good. Um, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. Herrera, surprisingly, up there uh, as well. Second, second in the tournament in scoring. Uh, he was, I think, tied for second in aces, which doesn't surprise me. When he's on from the service line, that is one of the best serves on planet Earth. Yeah, absolutely, it is. So, yeah, um, I'm trying to think if like anyone really surprised me. To me, it was just kind of all of the usual suspects. Like uh, we didn't teenage, even have something like teenage like last out fifth in aces. That surprised me. But uh, other than that, I kind of agree. It was uh, it was it was sort of the usual suspects. Yeah, it was sort of the usual suspects. We didn't even have someone like Amin who kind of like really surprised us and kind of sprang onto the scene last year. So um, yeah, it, it's it's yeah, just do, do we have a breakout player? Like, do is is there a breakout player who came out of nowhere this VNL? I'm I'm gonna call Landon Curry. Hey, okay, hey, I like, like that. that like that, that to me is the only like he's the only like true rookie who came out here and did good things. Like I would, it, I really think that Landon Curry showed up very, very well, and he gave me a lot of confidence for our national team moving forward. That may be a little bit biased, but he was making some fantastic digs throughout the entire tournament, and that's why I was a little surprised to see that we were going with Louis. Uh, at the end but i think if if it was anyone this may be biased so maybe we can let the chat and the discord decide a little bit more i think if there had to be a breakout player it would have to be it would have to be landon curry i've got oh, a couple also, yeah brama i think counts basil just put that in the chat that, that's brama, I was, yeah oh yeah, yeah. 
Bremer That's who I was going to say, because he hasn't really played for Germany himself. before. Yeah, establishing himself as an elite middle. Yeah. As an elite. And, and I would have to say, too, and like we talked about it at the beginning, Lozair. Right. Oh, yeah. In terms of in terms of being a breakout, like we've always known Lozair was good, but now we know he's exceptional. Yeah. And I also was going to say Onorato. So John in the chat just put that up as we talked about him for Brazil. I think those are the only three, but no one even close to like what we saw from Amin last year or yeah. some other some other like players that come out of nowhere in the past. Polonsky? Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, I would give you Polonsky. I mean, fourth in aces. He's going to the Plus Liga next year. He's 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 legit. He's legit. Yeah. So yeah, I think Rand and Polonsky. That those are those are good ones. Onorato, Brema, Curry, um, Mia Ura from Japan. Mia maybe Ura, we yeah. we saw him last year uh, in VNL that first week when she didn't play that much. Uh, yeah, I, I think that counts. I think that counts. He he was good. He had a really good tournament. Um, yeah, Slovenian sure. libero Kovacic, not a breakout player at all. He's been there no. forever and is really good. He's, he's really, really elite good. for a while now. Yeah, Yanni <laughs> yeah, Kovacic is awesome. Uh, Serbia's libero, don't even know who it is. New guy, wasn't that impressed. So I, don't, I don't know if that no. counts. Um, okay, I think, Everett, that might do it for the men's preliminary round. I think we sh- before we talk about women's finals, which is coming up this week, we've got a couple other very important, important things, one Absolutely. of which is that volleyball.store. 100% make sure to uh, am I am I I really hope I'm not uh, on our view I had was paused with a really bad double chin there so uh, <laughs> I really hope that's not what you guys are seeing on on the stream yeah head over to that volleyball.store use the code spicy at 15% off your order that's where you can get all your official volleyball source spicy volleyball and I buy nine merch Speaking of spicy, uh, give we, we talked about it earlier, but give our, our one of our new Instagram accounts a follow at spicy veebs v e e b z. It's good, good regurgitated memes from the volleyball source Discord, curated by our good buddy Bassy. Uh, very, very funny, and uh, some of the international players are starting to take notice and starting to yeah. like and comment on the memes, and uh, it's it's growing pretty nicely. I'm a huge fan of it, so give that a follow, and of course. It's time to talk about where's daddy because somewhere in this show, my absolute hero, daddy Stankovic has appeared. Um, well, maybe he has appeared or maybe he will appear in the second half of the show. But when you find daddy Stankovic um, hidden in one of our graphics, you, you need to comment where he is in the main YouTube comment section after the stream is over. And if you're the first one to do that, you get a shout out on the following week's show. So as many of you saw on last week's show, um, or last Thursday's show, we were just talking about uh, Canada losing in 4-2 to the Netherlands. And as you can see there, uh, towards the left side of that Netherlands celebration, you can see Daddy Stokovic shooting up for one of his many new national teams this summer because that's where... Uh, this <laughs> man like... just plays for everyone. Eh? He, he plays for all. everyone. <laughs> so Daddy Stokovic is there on the left uh, celebrating with the Netherlands. Uh, our friend Jackson Jr. from Brazil was the first guy to comment where he was, but uh, several other people... Uh, Paul is awesome. Referred to him as Father Stankovic, which I really like. Just kind of like giving a, 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 a like religious figurehead image to Daddy Stankovic, which okay. I like. Yeah, I mean, like they, they call all the I don't know, like in the Catholic Church, they call them mm. Father. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. I don't know this stuff. But yeah, Daddy Stankovic was here with the Netherlands. I have a great time hiding Daddy Stankovic in our various graphics. So if you find Daddy on this show. Uh, either before this segment or after, make sure you comment where he is and you get a shout out next after week. in the comments. After, don't do it right, in this chat right. here. 
Yeah, I'm just saying, it like, won't, it, won't, it won't get you anything. Not telling you where daddy is, but if you don't put him in the YouTube live chat. You got to put him in the main YouTube comment section in order to get that shout out. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah. All right, Rob, I think it's time. Oh, also, give this video a like. Yeah, yeah, there's please only, do that. There's, there's, there's only 34 likes. Right? We've, we've, had, we've had over 700 people tune into the show and only 34 likes. Show us some love. Show us some love. Also, shout out to T20's Grunt real quick for for that uh, donation there. That's never happened before. No, we, like, we weren't even asking for it. He just kind of did it. That was great. Thank you very if, much. If, if you guys want to do that you can or uh, support us in that way, you can either buy some merch over on that volleyball.store or you can also join our membership. It doesn't really get you much. You might have to, to <laughs> revamp that uh, a little bit. You can, use, you can use Kenny McGraw in the chat. You can see he's, uh, he's one of our members. That's why he has a, a, a symbol beside his name. Um, yeah, he's but, got from uh, from the Cuban spike tier list. <laughs> That's how we set that up a while ago. Exactly. Gracias por participar. Exactly. But yeah, uh, now we are moving forward to the women's game where we have the women's finals going on this week in Arlington, Texas. Uh, super excited to get going. When does it start Wednesday? I believe it starts Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, which is really great for us. Us not so great for all of our European friends. So you're just gonna have to tune in and, and watch it here with us. Rob, United States of, of America are going in as the number two seed. They take on Japan. We've also got Poland versus Germany, Brazil versus China, and Turkey versus Italy. Um, I know we just talked about the men's possibility of winning. Where are we seeing the women's possibility of winning? in this event what the u.s women oh man um now we're playing at home they're playing in texas that will be a big event it'll be huge crowds texas loves volleyball that we just had ut win the ncaa last year i'm curious to see the i mean the, the sort of the behind the scenes and some of the off the court aspects of the event itself and because i mean we didn't really talk about the anaheim event but there there was there were a lot of complaints about the fans in anaheim there was like there were 30-minute lines for parking. There were one-hour lines for security to even get into the gym. My, my buddy Patrick Ross, shout-outs to him. He plays for one of the VLA teams, really good player. He was there. He said he showed up an hour. He was in line an hour before the U.S. versus France game in Anaheim and still missed the first set because of how long it took those people to get through the security line. And, and the security people were being psychotic about the way people were cheering. They weren't allowing people to wear scarves, which is ridiculous. Weren't allowing people to interact with the players after the game. So figure it out. USA Volleyball and Volleyball World, as far as running the event goes, I heard a lot of bad things about Anaheim. I'm really hoping that the Arlington event is better. Really, really hoping the Arlington event is better. I think that just based on the venue that it might be, but as, as for the on-the-court stuff for the U.S. women, um, I think we were learning the other day that our outside hitters will be Ali Franti, um, Avery Skinner, Kalia Lanier, and Kelsey Robinson. So no Catherine Plummer, no Kara Bayama. And, and I was just kind of surprised about the choices at outside, but Skinner and, and Lanier were really good all of VNL. Other than that, the usual suspects for the U.S. Wow. I th- Wow. Right. I think that we'll I, beat Japan. I think that we'll beat Japan no problem. But then we get the winner of Turkey and Italy, and which will, which will be Turkey for sure because Italy is sending the B team. Us versus Melissa Vargas in that semifinal is going to be one of the highest level women's volleyball matches we've seen in a while. And I'm really, really excited to see how we game plan. 
about how, how he game plan against that team, how we try to shut her down, how we pr- try to put pressure on the Turkish outside hitters. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I w- obviously would like to pick the U.S. I think the home crowd is going to help. I think the U.S.'s mental preparation is the best in the world, like I've said for a while under Karch Karai's leadership. But can we win this tournament? I really hope so. I really hope so. We were so good in 2021, obviously. We were not good at all last year. I think this is a rebound year for the U.S., and I think we've got got the combination of experience and youth explosiveness. I, I think I think we've got a chance. I think we've really got a chance, and we've got a decent enough bracket draw. Our bracket draw for the women is much better than the men, for sure. Fair enough. Um, it's it's still tough, any way you look at it. And we, as we talked about the men, like once you get to this point, um, it is difficult. Kind of surprising that we're not seeing no I, like. I, I think Plummer, we've seen kind of time and time again that gets, she gets left off of these lists for the USA when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, um, especially with how we've seen her kind of implode in big games for Canigliano over, over the past few seasons. For me, Carabayam is a little bit more interesting. I thought we would have seen her, but hey, it, it is what it is, I guess. But you're right. I think that first-round matchup uh, against Japan should be a good one. But then the real matchup is against potentially Turkey uh, afterwards. That's also a team that's been looking to. It, it's also dangerous for you guys because as like it's a team that's a team that's looking to establish themselves in the volleyball world, and they ha- they haven't made a final yet, right? No. Like this 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 Turkish team hasn't made made a final. So if they were able to do it against the U.S. at home with Santarelli at the helm with Vargas now, like. This is a team that's looking to, to make their mark, and I think this is a chance here for Turkey to do so, and the U.S. is standing in their way. Right. In their way. So I agree. I think that semifinal matchup is going to be spicy any way you look at it. And people in the chat are talking about that when, when we beat Turkey in week, I think it was week one, it was with Lanier and Skinner on the outsides, and that does make sense to bring uh, to bring those two for potentially for that matchup again. Yeah, that was a nice Really nice win, but week one of VNL is very different than the VNL finals. And uh, I'm scared of, of Santorelli. I think he's the only coach on the planet that rivals Karch Kirai. I think you might even pick Santorelli over Karch Kirai at this point, but it'll be a great oh, yeah. it'll be a great test of the American system. We don't have uh, we have Jordan Thompson who is incredible. We but we don't have a Melissa Vargas. We don't have players individual players quite like that. Can the American system triumph at home against uh, all the other various superstars in the world? Um, now, Vargas is kind of the only one we really have to worry about because we know that Egonu won't play for Italy, and we know that Serbia didn't make the playoffs. So, um, Stisiak, Stisiak, true, true. Uh, right, she was the, she was the leading scorer in the in the preliminary round for Poland, and I mean Poland's the number one seed. I think we need to, in this context, have Stisiak totally amongst fair. that. Totally fair. Level. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so the it'll be a, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar matchups. The U.S. lost a crazy five-setter to Poland, and I think it was week three. Um, good volleyball there in case that happens to be the final. But I think it's worth making our picks on this, Everett. We should pick, uh, we should pick every match, every round, and set scores 
and uh, see who's closer to being right after this thing. I'm, I'm actually going to write them down here in our show. Yeah, I was literally going to say, give me a second here to grab a piece of paper and a pen because we need to we need to be better at, at writing these predictions down. We've done predictions for literally everything this you know, and we haven't written anything <laughs> down. And I mostly think I think I'm I, I think I've been predicting better than you, and I want to prove that. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I want you to go first because I'm setting. I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna draw out a quick little bracket here. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna write them down in the show notes. I've got Poland three to one over Germany in in the first game. Uh, I think that game is gonna be really good. We talked about it on last week's show when um when the bracket was set that that could be as good of a one eight match as 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 we've ever really seen, especially on the women's side, because I like Germany a lot, but I do think Poland is playing well enough, and it sounds like that they're gonna get Joanna Volosh who is the best setter on the planet, back for the VNL final. So I've got Poland in four. Um, I've got the USA 3-0 over Japan. And I think that we take care of Japan no problem. I think that uh, playing at home, we know the matchup. I think Japan, with with our general skill, attention to detail, and just way better size across the board, I think that's a very beatable team for us. So I've got the USA 3-0 over Japan. I've got, ooh, man. China versus Brazil is one that I'm struggling with. I think that game is going to be really good. I think that in in a normal year, it would be pretty easy to pick Brazil. But Brazil, in the last couple of weeks, even once they got Gabi back, it just not looked very good. Their opposite position has been a mess. Their setter position has been a mess. Oh, man. Um but Brazil is Brazil, and Brazil sometimes just like comes out of nowhere and makes weird miracle runs in playoffs. So I'm going to take Brazil three to one over China. Brazil. Yeah, I would. I'm going to agree with that one. I'm going to take Brazil three to one over China, and then I'm going to take Turkey a three. Turkey over Italy's B team for sure. Does Italy's B team take a set? I think that Italy's B team can take a set. I'm going to take Turkey a three to one over Italy. In uh, in the round of eight there, so that that's that's my picks for the quarterfinal. So that means it would be Poland versus Brazil, and the United States versus Turkey. I'm gonna take. That's what, I, Pol- that's what I have too. Okay. Oh, hey, yeah. There you go. You got a little miniature yeah. bracket. Uh, I've got. Let's see. I'm gonna take Poland over Brazil in five. I'm gonna take Poland three to two over Brazil. And I'm going to take the United States three to two over Turkey. I think we might have two five set bangers in in the semifinals. I think those are going to be sick matches. Those are both going to be on Friday, by the way. Uh, yeah, I've got Poland in five over Brazil, USA in five over Turkey, and then uh, for the medals, I've got Brazil three to one over Turkey for bronze. Uh, I think that that Turkey might come up short in the bronze medal match two years in a row. And I've got the United States three to one over, over Poland in the final. So I've got a uh, Brazil bronze, Poland, silver, United States gold. This one's a little bit tougher for me. Okay. Um, so I, I, I went I, for the quarterfinals. I'm more or less have the same Poland three, one over Germany. Are okay. you writing all these down? I am. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Poland three, one over Germany. I'm going Brazil 3-2 over China. That one's okay. going to go five. USA 3-1 over Japan. And then okay. Turkey 3-0 over Italy. Okay. In the semifinals, 
I'm going Turkey a three, two over USA. Oh no. Yes. Okay. okay. I, I, I just think it's going to happen. Um, also because I wanted to do something a little, I don't want you and I to have the same. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So it, it's, but I also think, I think as we've said multiple times throughout this VNL, it is hard to beat a team twice in one event. True. And Karch and you team USA have already beat Turkey. And, and for the reasons I said before, I think this is a bigger match for Turkey than it is for, for team USA, despite playing at home. Um, Poland and Brazil is a tough one for me, though. It's it is a tough one, dude. I think that's it's it's a, it's a tough one for me. Um, real quick, do we know if Anna Cristina is back for Brazil? Or is no, definitely done? definitely not. She's done for VNL. Then I'm gonna go three two for Poland. Okay. I also have three two for Poland. I think both of those semis are going to be unbelievable. Yeah, in the bronze medal match. I'm going USA 3-1 over Brazil. Yep. USA 3-1 over Brazil. And then how about uh, Turkey and Poland, a big rivalry game. That would be a crazy final if it It happened. would be a crazy final, and I'm going Turkey 3-1 over Poland. Really? So you've got Turkey winning the Volleyball Nations League. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, all right. I've got all these written down. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back on this on next week's show after women's finals to see, see who is closer to being right about this. Everett's got Turkey. I've got, I've obviously got the United States. There's no way I was going to pick against us. Um, we've both got Brazil over China, but of, of the quarterfinals, I think that's going to be of the, of the things that we're likely to get wrong in the round of eight. I think that's, that's the one. I think that that is a huge wild card sort of corn flip game. And it depends on which Brazil shows up, but I, I do have faith in Brazil in a playoff situation more than I do in China. That's that's once, once we get to the playoffs, this is a team that's well coached by one of the best in the world. This is a team that has quality. If I want to bring up some, <laughs> some recent, some recent term, some recent turmoil, Gabby Kumar is still one of the best players in the game. Fact. Right. The, McCreese is is still a fantastic setter. They might have the best middle duel duel with Carol and Thaisa in the middle. Like this is still Brazil. Until Brazil shows us otherwise, Brazil is still Brazil. And yes, like we 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 underestimated last them last year at the World Championships. And they made it to the final, right? That's this this that's this how this team works. So until they lose in a playoff match like this. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna think Brazil is gonna be good. Okay, I, I, that's not crazy at all. So the schedule, uh, we get we get things started on Wednesday, uh, two days from now, July 12th. Poland versus Germany, 5 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. United States versus Japan, 8:30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Then the other two, the other two round of eight games on Thursday. China versus Brazil is at 11:30 a.m. Eastern. I don't really understand that one. And then uh, Turkey versus Italy, 3 p.m. Eastern. Then uh, the semis on Friday, 5 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The medal matches on Saturday, 3 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. Eastern. So um, ch- check out. You can, you can see the, the VNL website for all those games in your time zone. All, everything's streaming on Volleyball World TV, obviously. I'm very curious to see the fan turnout. I'm curious to see what sort of extra, extra little details Volleyball World goes for for the production of the finals, both in arena and on the broadcast uh, but I'm stoked for this. I think, and I'm 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 hoping that the United States crowd shows up in the best in the best possible way. Uh, we will not be there, unfortunately. 
Uh, that would have been really cool to be there for to be there in Texas, but we will not be there. We'll be watching from afar, just like the rest of you guys. Yeah, I do kind of want to talk about kind of the attendance and stuff like that because just going back to Anaheim this weekend, did Anaheim have a DJ? It truly seemed like there was no like there was no music being played in the crowd. Like someone who was there needs to let us know. Um, if, if you're, if you're in the chat right now and you're there, I mean, that probably not like, it's only like a nine 30, uh, for you on the West, you lazy people on the West coast. Um, <laughs> so they did, uh, but the, I, I think that the way that the broadcast mixed their audio had a bunch of problems in both the Philippines and in Anaheim this week, like the, the production quality of, of the commentator's voice and the in arena sound. And just like the way that they mixed that was not very good. So I, I don't think it came through very well in the broadcast. There was definitely a DJ there. And our girl Bianca was there on, on the mic in the arena in Anaheim, which is great. But my issue is do, more in doing, doing backflips. Yeah, doing, doing backflips. <laughs> she brought that one out early. Yeah. She, she waited for the weekend in, in auto, but she was bringing that out in like day two in Anaheim. That one always gets the people going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the attendance for non-USA games in Anaheim was, was dreadful. I, I thought it was very bad. Uh, which isn't that surprising because American volleyball fans, even for American games, don't awfully don't often show up even for Team USA games. So uh, no surprise that they're that the, the, the attendance wasn't very good for those. But it did sound like for the weekend games, at the very least, the Friday game against Argentina and the Saturday game against France, it was basically sold out at least in the lower bowl. But I was not impressed with that venue. It was really just a convention center in Anaheim. I heard bad things about it, and I heard that there's no way that VNL will be going back there. Even if we come back to Southern California, there's no way we go back to that particular venue with all the issues that there were. Yeah, fair enough. It just it looked awkward. Even in that last game last night and, and some of their big games, like the upper bowl was was very empty. Um, I'm going to say it. I think Ottawa is a much better host. Hundred uh, percent in, in Southern California. That's not even like, close at this point. Like, yeah. So to all those people in the in the Discord saying that Ottawa shouldn't be a host, you you, you just need to leave, please, no, or, or just or just go to the event and see it for yourself because they do absolutely. a much much better job up there. A- ab- absolutely, I would let let's let's see if what we can do next year. Maybe we like talk to a TD place and we can get like a, a, a an area of tickets. Like at the baseline somewhere, we just oh, have like for, a, a, for volleyball a, source fans, like the volleyball source party section. That would be that would be uh, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, real quick, also, Rob uh, Leal posted an hour ago on his Instagram story about him doing reels in Brazil uniform and okay. here and stuff like that. So that leads even more credence to the fact that Leal will be with that team in Poland for the finals. Okay, very interesting. But uh before that, we've got we've got women's finals that start on Wednesday. The finals are on Saturday. Uh I assume we'll do a show either next Monday or Tuesday, one of the two, to react to, yeah. to react to the women's finals, obviously preview the men's. Um we'll, do, you, we'll... do you want to do one after the the quarterfinals? <laughs> Not really. When's, when's the semifinals are on Friday? Yeah, they're on they're on Friday, like Friday evening. So, uh, mm. but I, I'm leaving for a wedding on Thursday in the middle of the day. But okay, I will be yeah. I'll be back on Saturday, obviously to watch to watch the finals. So just for I will my, be, I will be my, at the beach on nice. Saturday. So I'll be watching them at the from the beach on on Saturday. So yeah, I I think we just uh, we I think we've previewed well enough the the women's finals. We've made our picks. I think we we just come back to to talk about who wins either on next Monday or Tuesday. Fair enough. Sounds good. Love it. All right, people. We'll that's. I, I think that's a show. I think that is the show as well. 
thank you very much for tuning in. The likes are looking pretty good. Once again, make sure to give this video uh, a like. Uh, make sure to let us know where's daddy in the comments after the show. Um, also, make sure to check out that volleyball.store. Use the code SPICY for 15% off. Um, people have been liking this video as, as well, too. Like like little hearts in the chat. Love that. Oh, love that's, that. that's so cute. I love the little ch- hearts. We love all you guys. The chat has been so active recently. Love you guys ha- Dude, having you guys in the chat. chat um, has been really active. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, continue that activity in the Volleyball Source Discord for sure. The link is in the description for that. It's the best online chat community in the world. Uh, wait, is, is Friday really a day off? Did I get that wrong? Actually, yeah, it is. Huh. Okay, thanks, Paul. Thanks, thanks for correcting me in the chat on that one. I, did, I didn't, I didn't catch that when I was looking at the dates. So yeah, um, yeah, great catch. All right, so quarters are Wednesday and Thursday. Friday is off. Saturday semis and Sunday medal matches. So thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. We will be Damn. back after Sunday to um, recap the women's finals. That actually makes it even easier for me to watch everything. I kind of like that. Oh, this is for the men. Yeah, uh, it doesn't it doesn't do good for me because I have to work on uh, on Sunday. So, well, you'll figure it out like you always do. Yeah, we we'll we'll figure it out. Yesterday it was it was boring at work, so I just like literally had my phone on the bar in front of me. It was great watching the US B team three dong Bulgaria. No, that was actually the France versus Germany match that I was watching it. I was watching it at the bar later when I was drinking. Nah. I was watching uh, uh, Bulgaria get three down by the usa yes indeed uh yeah that <laughs> emergency nine by nine if usa loses to japan <laughs> uh yeah you're, you're not gonna want to hear from me if if the u.s uses if the the u.s blows it in the in the round of eight for the second year in a row i would not like that to japan much. of all teams of all teams uh, exactly. I, I would be hearing it from all angles i would not like that very much fortunately that's not going to happen that will be a three dong but yeah, we'll be back on either next Monday or Tuesday after we hand out a trophy on the women's side, and that's going to be sweet. So enjoy the games. We'll see you in the Volleyball Swiss Discord. Make sure, uh, yeah, check us out everywhere you can check us out, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, a lot of love in the chat right now about what time we're doing the shows, Rob. I think I think we should do Monday, next Monday, same time. I kind of yeah. like the time slot. The, the, the 11 a.m. shows, we have a very active chat, and I love that. Cool. Let's, uh, All yeah, right. well, let's keep it going. Thanks, people. Also, uh, T20's grunt, you're right. Big shout out to Andy Benish and Miles Partain taking down the beach volleyball Vikings and yeah, they beat Mole and Sorum. That was impressive. Oh, look, you you even know a little bit of beach there, Rob. Good for you. People at Wapaka were talking about it. I don't care about the beach. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it was Wapaka. We didn't was, even mention Wapaka. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Go go watch all the all the games on Wapaka's YouTube channel. Uh, out of system lost in the semis. Because uh, they didn't have Mike Amaa, they weren't quite as good. Um, shout outs to Tomas Goldsmith, Nolan Albright, Kyle Overby, and Aaron Lang for winning their their first win ever. It was it was it was electric. Love it. All right, guys, we will see you next next Monday. That's getting so far away. I like it. Thanks, people. Enjoy enjoy the women's finals. Go USA. Peace.